Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Oh, hi team. Hardcore listening fans. Uh, Welcome to part two of the Dennis Thompson podcast. How exciting. Um, this is 76, doing the intro again. Reason being, Chris was so excited about some of the books that um, Dennis has written, such as The Greedy Fish and the, the one about the worm, uh, and Worm 2, Worm Harder, of course, um, Worm Checks In. Uh, he was so excited about Dennis's books that Stu decided to teach him to read. Um, so that's where they are at the moment. Stu is teaching Chris to read elsewhere, which leaves me to do the intros. Uh, I'm not going to babble on too much with this because before I know it, I'm going to be talking and I'm going to be interrupted by the. Um... It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. So that become the wandering worm. Um, Instead, is your is your second book, which came out what two three months ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it came out on uh, my second little girl's second birthday. Lovely. In January. Lovely. Well, should we do book number four and then touch on the wandering worm? Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What's your number four, mate? So number four is going to be Ian Livingstone, The Forest of Doom. Amazing God, that book front looks absolutely right. So when I talk to you, right, of course it is. When I talk to you, (laughs) yes. When you've done all your Dungeons and Dragons nonsense and said like how nerdy you was and how um, you like melt in my mind because I can't get my head around role playing and all Mm. that stuff. Mm. Yeah. And I said, what about fighting fantasy books? Oh mate. And you went, oh no. And I was like, they were at the beginning. Well, so Forest the of um, they were at the beginning of your experience. So there was that. There was Island of the Lizard King. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Space Starship Troopers. Yeah, some. So I can't remember all the names. I can remember some of them. So Forest of Doom and a Citadel of Citadel Chaos. Chaos. Um, Sit that Citadel of Chaos rings about the artwork on that is that that to me is everything good about my childhood. When I see any artwork like that, I oh, always oh, I always feel good. Have you got them in the back yeah. there? Demons of the Deep, Creature of Havoc, Starship Traveller, Trial of Champions, Caverns of the Snow Witch. Did you used to do them properly, though? No. No, I said I always Um, cheated. I never did it 100%. So for anyone listening, these books are fantastic. Mm. These books are where um, 
Right, let's have a look here. Um, eventually the path levels out and you find yourself on a valley floor. The path continues north, but also a new path leads off to the west. To continue north, turn to page 369. To go west, turn to page 56. So you was in charge of your own destiny in yeah, these books. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and these books, when they come out, were just, were just the beginning of it for me. It was like... I always used to decide on something and then I would have a look page. and it'd say you have dotted it. No, no, actually I didn't want to do that. <laughs> oh, yeah, and yeah. you go back and yeah. and and whenever I was fighting something, skill four, stamina mm-hmm. four, and oh. your attack strength will be increased by three and blah blah. Oh. Yeah, fuck all that, I beat him. And so and just because <laughs> I'm trying to redo it. But still I can't remember actually. I've never finishing got to the end them. of anything. No, no. I can't remember finishing no. them. No. Um, on the back, Ian, there's a picture of Ian Livingston, and I shit you not, I've seen yeah. him in about twenty pornos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. As if, as if, as if once the fucking once the uh, once he got writer's block, yeah, he got out. He's writer's cock, <laughs> and uh, he, he does look like he's been in pornos. That yeah, guy. yeah. But the, the artwork there, I love any yeah, of that. So I didn't really play those ones, but there was obviously that books, was before your time. There was obviously books that were similar to that. In my time, where it was, you turn to page X, Y, and Z, yeah. and all that. And um, yeah, oh, as time went it. on, they got worse, didn't they? Because you had these ones, and then there were cheaper versions. I probably they were had slightly the... bigger books, and they had right. more luminous covers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not quite as demonic. And I'll be honest with you, that's that, that that's ringing bells to me. Yeah, that seems like I was getting the fucking cheap knocked you off was. shit. You were. It was and, the crap stuff. And I think it was then that um, for me, that was when kids would turn up at my school. With like little metal soldiers, and we'd be painting them, yep. and it was like, oh, it's an orc, and I'd be like, what? So this is uh, Warhammer. Well, it must have been all of that. Yeah, yeah. it was Dungeons Games, and Dragons. Games in my Workshop. Games, Games Workshop. Workshop crew. I took Heidi there. We just passed there. If yeah. I still exist. Of, there's one in South End. Yes, there's so, one in Basildon. I mean, I hear. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the one in Lakeside's gone. Like, because there was one at the top yeah. um, That's there, right, yeah. and it, and it was brilliant. It was. Oh, you, I love it. Taking nothing away, but you you knew the sort of people you was going to see in there. Really they generally have um, like a kind of old school. I would say like a kind of uh, something really bad, like um, a soul asylum T-shirt. Um, that, that that they'd had since 1991, <laughs> um, but they've put four stone on since they bought it. Um, You've described the bloke that works in the South End one. No. <laughs> but he's, he's, I think he's only about 20. He's he's fucking huge. He's mm. a big boy, and yeah. he's he's got like these crusty like sores, <laughs> crusty sores on his. I swear to you, it's ne- next to you know the shoe shop in South End, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. outside. Uh, Victoria. Oh, I know where it is. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's next to the subway, right? Mm-hmm. So he's obviously like gets a sniff of a subway all day. He's like, oh, fuck it, another foot long. And <laughs> he's, he's a big old boy. He's nice, really nice bloke, yep. but he stinks of ulcers. So he's obviously got something yeah. Bl- yeah, weeping yeah. somewhere, yeah. something oh, stinking Heidi, she's like, Dad, I really want one. I really That's want right. some of these things yeah. to paint. I'm like, no, no. I was like, all right, how much of the cheapest ones? Mm. 20 quid. Mm. So, no, no. So, it's all right. What you can do, if you just buy this magazine, it's only a fiver, and yeah. she gets a free character. I said, oh, we'll, we'll think about it, because it's got stuff like this, all these like, yeah, fucking yeah. demonic characters, and she's yeah. five. <laughs> and, and so he says, well, what you can do is come, come in on a Sunday, and we yeah. do like a free thing where we show you how, yeah, to, yeah, how yeah, you yeah. play it, you know, yeah. measure it out, and yeah, we watch yeah. it. Heidi, she, and she didn't forget. I thought, yeah. I just won't mention it and she'll forget. And the next week, she said, Oh, we can go to uh, 
we can Dance go retro. to a game space yeah. now, can't we? And you're like, damn it. Now, you look, you've got to learn how to use a tape measure and stuff like yeah, that first, yeah. you know, like, and uh, and I will take her if she still yeah. wants her to go. But it's like, oh, fucking stinky, man. But then I was thinking, and he was like, out of a Simpsons, you know, comic yeah, yeah, bookshop yeah, 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 bloke. Yeah. Uh, and I'm thinking, is it the end of the world if she's hanging around with like mm. Stinky Man and mm. his friends as opposed not, to no. down the park smoking no, joints not, mate. Yeah. with Chris? I was thinking, <laughs> yeah. well, the, the weird, I'm the paradoxical, I was both. And, um, you know, I used to love it. I used to go to the one in Southend with my best mate. And I've got such good memories of being a Did kid. Did you used to paint the figures? Uh, well, the, my version of that, because uh, as I said, I'm a little bit demented. We used to, well, I used to, I'd get a figure and I'd just dip it in paint, done. Yeah. <laughs> but I, we used to do weird stuff. And and um, I remember going to the South End one. We used to steal quite a lot. So I think it's in the High uh, Street, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it's always been by the subway. It's always, it? Yeah, it's always been down there. Um, oh, man. I love it. I used to love it. Absolutely love it. And there's still the odd board game they'll release. I'll buy. I'll play with my cousin or whatever. But um, it ain't for everyone, man. And But the thing is, you it gets such a bad stigma. I think that... Comic books had this for years and years and years. And once Hollywood could make decent movies mm. and Hollywood actors were in it, all of a sudden comics became much more cool and stuff like that. I think the Dungeons and Dragons and the Warhammer era, I think you're going to see in the next five to ten years, it become it losing the stigma that it's got. Listen, it's, it's so easy to poke fun at Games Workshop and the yeah, cliche, you know, yeah. kind of, the, the you know, the, 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 a lot the of fat rocker that works don't in there. do themselves any but, favours. But... Let's have it right. If if you can encourage people to get creative with their imagination mm-hmm. and like and, and and as well the distraction of getting lost in something completely different, yep. fucking more power to you, man. Absolutely, and, 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 yeah. and exactly. So I'm 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 all for it, man. Um, just don't ever talk to me. Yeah, just I think it's really funny because uh, someone shared a post. Uh, one of my mates shared a post because they know what I'm like, you know, and um, they shared a post thinking Chris will find that interesting because he's about the games workshop, which I will. I've got mates who professionally paint the miniatures. They get paid insane money for it. Really? Yeah, they're as good as the artists that I know who are my street artists, mates. It's just, For me, it's as credible an art form, hmm. but you wouldn't ever, a lot of the time, except for one of my street artists, mates, Riker, who would see the value in it, all the others were going, that's not art. And I'm like, you don't know what you're talking no. about, mate. And they're so intricate. It's so it? difficult. We, we were looking at some of it, and there's a, a kid who had brought them in, and I thought it was a guy who worked there and mm. done them. But they they were really good, And but then the ones that, you know, they're professionally done, it's like a tiny, tiny brush. brush. Right, the time's mm. come, the time's come, right? I told you about two months you ago. Was gonna, you had some admission, you said to me, yeah. come on and let's, the time's come. He's like, oh, I've got a strike now. What is it, Stu, come on. I paint soldiers. <laughs> do you? Do yeah. you? Do you do it now? Yeah. No way! <laughs> yeah. That is amazing, mate. That's um, not... I, uh, yeah, I buy... Uh, Plastic boxes of soldiers, and I paint them. But is that not? Do you not find that that is really? He would normally accept me to destroy him yeah, for yeah. this, but I'm not gonna, because every now and then I'll do it. I'll pick it. I'll go. Oh, I like that model. I'll pick it up and I'll paint it. Yeah. Right. I find it the most calming fucking it's, thing. That's the only reason I do it. It chills me the hell out. I'm just like. If, oh. it, and the only thing that chills me out is either sparring. Yep. Or that, yeah, and it's a lot less painful to paint soldiers that get punched in yep. the head at forty-four. Yeah, so and yeah. and <laughs> I absolutely switch off when I'm doing it. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, so I sit I'll, there painting. Do you know what? Sure, a large part of it for me, any of this, not only the books and stuff like that, and, and my, one of my favourite children's books used to be the He-Man books, the He-Man hardbacks I used to get, right, and the stories in there. But 
one of my oldest memories is my granddad used to have all the aeroplanes, airfix ones that he used mm. to build and paint. On fishing line on his ceiling? On fishing line I on his ceiling, mate. Yeah, and I so, tons of yeah. I always have had that relationship of seeing miniature things and being like, oh, that's kind of cool. But as I say, there has been that stigma for time immemorial. And I do think some of the lads don't do themselves many favours because I think some guys think, shit, if I admit to this, I'm never getting laid. And they're quite, <laughs> they're quite right in saying that because, you know, it's got such a heavy stigma... Mm. It's more taboo to say that than to say, oh, I'm gay. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You could argue, like, people aren't going to go, oh, I'm a nerd now. They'll be like, oh, my God, what, you paint you paint that? Yeah. So it, it is quite interesting. And I think, I think, I'd hope to think that people can just enjoy what they enjoy and that. And um, But my mate sent me a link on Facebook the other day, and it said, uh, lad announces, declares proudly his virginity by walking out of a games workshop with a bag. <laughs> and I just thought that's fucking amazing. <laughs> Because, you know, that is the stigma of it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I've got golden memories of, of all those years doing it and stuff like that. So, yeah, more power to them. And I'm sorry that I probably owe you about £10,000 well. <laughs> And I do think, like, the, game, the games are really good. Yeah. And the models are beautiful models. And, and I love all that. But when you actually stand there and hear them talking, that's the real... Yeah. You know, play the game. Like, we could have a couple of beers and, yeah. like, right, roll the dice. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah. I've got an extra 10 and measure it out. Yeah. But when they start talking, that's yeah. it, does get a bit too much yeah. sometimes, doesn't it? It's like, well, I'm fine with it then. And I, I, I used to take my mates in there at 18, yeah. 19, even mid 20s because they'd hate it. And I'd be like, well, we've just got an in here. And they'd be like, fuck off, Chris. And I'd go straight to the games workshop <laughs> and I'd just start talking. And my mates are like, how do you know all this? I'm like, because I love reading it, mate. And they, they used to get so embarrassed do about voices? it. I don't know. I don't but know. you must have to invest a lot of time learning. Over, like, they there's call so it canon, don't they? Yeah, yeah, they there, call it canon. It's, uh, uh, there's a series of books, right? There's a guy called Dan Abnett, who's Jordan Gray's, who's been our guest. She met Dan Abnett at a comic convention. And Dan has uh, written a proponent a lot of the books from a thing called the Horus Heresy series. I'm about 40, 50 books, novels, into this science fiction series. Yeah. It's, it's insane. And I always say to uh, some of my mates that, that if they ever had the money and did that right, it would smash Star Wars out of the fucking water. But it's a bit violent as well. Yeah. But, yeah, so there you go. There's my uh, little uh, thing. So, yes, the, the, finally, I'm so glad then you brought the Ian Livingston's book because she has spoke about the Forest of Doom and the other other editions as well. So You know what? There's, exciting a, li- there's stuff. A, a link there with the conspiracy stuff because um, yep. he also wrote these with a guy called Steve Jackson. Yeah. yeah. Right? So it's Steve Jackson and, it, what's his name, Ian Livingston. Mm. And Steve Jackson went on to do the Illuminati card game. Have you heard of that? No, I haven't. Oh, right, you should look that up, because right. there's always, uh, this was in the 80s, and they did all these Illumin- Illuminati cards, and it's like you would play it if you're in the Illuminati or a Mafia or a Masons yeah, yeah. or whatever, and there's cards in there, like the Twin Towers, with a plane hitting it, an explosion, Yeah. Uh, and uh, there's one for the Flat Earthers, it's like oh, the right. Flat Earthers <laughs> are onto something, yeah. and there's the Boston... Bombing, bombing right. the marathon bombing, yeah. where uh, there's a woman running along with like green trunks and a bomb going off, oh, and right. all these things, and it's uh, and there's pictures that look like Donald Trump and yeah. look like a uh, who's the guy who um, Julian Assange. Yeah. All it's like all these things are being predicted, and some people think you know this is quite a big conspiracy. Yeah, yeah. You know this is this is more maybe Tim for that, but mm. it does look like if there was 
some kind of a rich man's game going mm, on. Mm. They're you maybe using these cards and yeah. saying like, "How can we make this one come true?" Right, right, yeah. Uh, and if you pull that off, you get so many points. And <laughs> you know, so it's like, I don't know the Jesuits versus the Jews versus Jesus the Mafia versus Christ. the Masons. But yeah, the, the Illuminati, and it's a proper set of cards. Like a lot of cards, yeah. like um, you get lots of trading cards. Yeah, like yeah. Games, don't you? yeah. But yeah, and it's got trunks. all these things. <laughs> trunks. Yeah, it's trunks. Oh, yeah, trunks. Top trunks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Crazy shit. Right, shall we go on to number two? Let's do it. No, three. 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 Sorry, I'm. I'm. You know, it's been a long day. Then I apologise. Okay, so number three is Willens and Sell the complete Molesworth, and complete is spelled C O M P L E E T. Oh. Okay. Now, if you have a oh, look wow. at this. Now, what what this is, it's like a child has written a book. And if you think when you are learning to read and write, you uh, you do it like phonetically. So complete, you would spell with E-E-T. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it, the yeah, whole yeah. book, and this is like a thick book. This is like over an inch thick, I reckon. It's a very, wow. very old looking book, isn't it? And it is, and I read this when I was a kid, but I, I think I read it in a library somewhere. But then I found it again in a charity shop years and years later. And I couldn't believe it when I found it. But it's got ton. it's like doodle scrolls. These illustrations. Um, right, that is spectacular. Uh, but if you if you want to pick a bit and read a bit, maybe at the start of a chapter, and it's really hard to read because of the way it's yeah okay written. A few moments in the underworld, all spelt fine at the moment. It is no use. Sooner or later, it has come to you. Must talk about your fellow sufferers, e.g., the boys with whom you are forced to mingle. Some are strong, others are weedy. So it is quite simple. If boys are strong. You sagosh grabber, it was too bad you made a duck at cricket. It was dashed bad luck. You happened to make a blind swipe and thereby lost the match. Yeah, it's really weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's really... But it's like he's got his own language. So yeah. a bit like Clockwork Orange, Anthony Burgess, yeah, right. where he's got uh, you know their, their own slang way of talking. So he's a kid talk, talking in his slang and writing it in phonetics let's have a look Chris and the a... ball was a googly which had you not close your eyes tight you might have seen but it's all spelt like yeah. as you say like he's and it's, it's a language. nightmare yeah it's a nightmare too but imagine to write it yeah it's, it's like it's yeah, quite genius to, yeah. to write it and it's well well worth a read because it's, it's really funny as well you know, the illustrations are awesome as well they're a little bit royal dull in a way but probably a little bit more detailed right yeah yeah, okay. Well, this guy, Sol, um, I can't think of his first name, but there was um, there was an exhibition up in London that I kind of stumbled across by accident, and it was all his artwork. And I'm like, I saw the picture on the outside, I thought, I fucking remember that from somewhere. Mm. And then Sol, I thought, yeah, Willens and Sol. Mm. And, and it was always like ink, they're like scratchy ink, illustrated, quite like yeah. Quentin Blake, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Quentin that Blake, kind of that's thing. it, that lad, yeah. This is banal. It is banal. It's a proper fine that is, isn't it? I have said that only one poem in English language, e.g. the brook which charter charter as it flow, my dear. It <laughs> is obviously a girly just like the fourth Rinton Thomas. However, there are other poems which crept, creep in from time then time. There is one which go. Yeah, I mean, Jesus Christ. I want to get back is, to my kid to learn their English from, but no, it's fascinating. It's the, cool. the bits that you've read out, mm. so you have to kind of start at the beginning. And, say, and it yeah. kind of, you 
work your way into you'd, you'd it. grow into the language yeah and you? so yeah like Fotherington Thomas I remember he's like the weedy kid that everyone would pick right, right, so right. they'd always like slag someone off by saying he was like Fotherington right, Thomas okay. and so there's always bits as you as you go through but yeah it's fantastic and I always remember it and and it gave me a real good laugh as a kid you know yeah. and it's almost feels a bit like you're doing something naughty reading a book that yeah, isn't yeah, written yeah. properly properly yeah and so yeah that was quite a yeah that's crazy man like the inside and back covers are just full of his illustrations as a kid it looks like childish illustrations as well but rammed full like you know like you would with your old rough copy book at work at school even so before we get to Dan's number two yeah do you want to throw one in the mix um well oh god because I I haven't seen Ben's so I will throw in oh I am going to throw in. Oh, I don't know because what happens if I accidentally ca- catch one of uh, Dennis's here? I don't. I you don't throw one in because I'd mentioned my He-Man one, so you you throw one in. Um. Right. I, I'll go. Am I allowed to say? Yeah, go on. Go Are on, we having a wee break at some point? Yeah, yeah, we yeah. can pause it. Do you, yeah, fine now. Do you want to pause it now? I know. Do? I was just thinking it might be a good point yeah, where sure. you you were. You deliberate. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll say off air as well. Um, And we are back. Okay, mate, you were just about to say your book. I've got ones I've read to my kids. Yeah. But I'm going to go for um, one that really got me when I was probably about 12. Yeah. uh, Which is George's Marvelous Medicine. Oh, good shout. Um, Um, what What a book. And, and, and I say that, um, obviously I grew up on Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, mm-hmm. like pretty much everyone did. Um, but Rick Mayle reading Georgie's Marvellous Medicine on Jack and Ori was just incredible. Because, I remember that, yeah. Because for us, Rick Mayle was... He was Rick from the Young yeah, Ones, yeah, and it yeah. was like you'd you know you'd be lucky if you got to watch the Young Ones, you know, because it was alternative naughty, comedy. It, it, was, well. it was a bit rude and it yeah, was on yeah. late, and you know, and but you know, you, you all pretended you watched the Young Ones when you was at school in the playground, and maybe you, you know you catch a bit of it before mm. you got collared by the mm. parents and told you know bed. And I just think to see him just get absolutely lost in this book, which is a bananas book. Like everything, yeah. um, Roald Dahl does, yeah. um, and he just he just made, you know, and and uh, from a child, you know, from a, a young lad, in a time where you were starved of children's television, you know, you had an hour and a half when you got in from school, and that was it, mm. yeah. and uh, and so you took what you could get, and a lot of the time, Jack and Ori, you'd be like. Oh, fucking hell and it was like <laughs> yeah, it was always the worst one wasn't yeah it? <laughs> and it was literally like just some old granddad sitting there like reading a chapter of a book and it was like this is a piss poor television mm-hmm. it's just somebody reading a book yeah. at you <laughs> and like and it's not bedtime yet so i don't you know I, I, you know i'm saying that but all we do is release talking at people yeah, yeah. um two old men but yeah <laughs> Um, but Rick Mayle just f- had voices for every character, and and it was just incredible. And uh, and so uh, the, the book's brilliant, and 
I'll throw it in there just purely because uh, Rick Mao's performance him, uh, on, on Jack Well, he's I. effervescent in Egypt, Rick Mao. He's amazing. Incredible, incredible. Um, All right, then, then. So, number two. Number two. Okay, so this one has got links, some funny links for Hobbit. Oh, okay. mate, do you know what? That would, that would, that would be mine. It'd be mine, mate. It was my first sort of adult book that I read that was still a kid's book, really. Now, I didn't read it until I was an adult, and I was working for an asbestos company in Corringham at the time. Yeah. And I'd been there for probably about four years or so, and I did really well. Like, I started off uh, working, like, just doing Word document drawings right. of a building. Like, so I'd do, the, the surveyors would do a, a survey of this building, yeah? So yeah. I would do a square yeah, in yeah. Microsoft Word. Yeah. And put locations where they took samples with a okay. few lines, yeah. So yeah. it was, and then they went on to all kind of stuff after yeah, sure. we told them this is shit. Yeah. And anyway, I was doing that and I worked my way up, and I ended up going from that to being a surveyor myself and being a quality control manager in my company. And I was doing really well, I had a company, I was doing better than I am now, yeah. And this is like what 10, 15, 20 years ago, yeah. yeah. So I was doing really well, and but they kept on, they kind of wanted you to work 24 hours a day almost. It's yeah. like there'd always be an asbestos emergency. And as much as I loved it and it mm. had like its perks, it's like they just wanted you, it's like you was a robot. Yeah. And I read The Hobbit while I was out on sites. So I was out of these shit old sites, like monitoring for asbestos and that, checking for asbestos. And uh, I was reading The Hobbit while my tests were running and that. And I fucking read this book. And I'd never read Lord of the Rings or anything like that. And this, it was like, I felt like I, I could do anything. After yeah. reading, it was so yeah. empowering. Yeah. And I actually, after finishing this book, I had no job to go to. I went into the bosses and said, I've had enough. I quit. And wow. this was a really good job. I had nowhere to go. I had a mortgage, mm-hmm. living with a girl at the time. Yeah. And I don't know what the fucking hell possessed me yeah, yeah. at the time, but I read this book and I just thought, fuck it, there's better for better for me in this world. Yeah. Now, we had a... It's pretty powerful. Uh, it's, re- it's really weird. I can't actually believe I mm. did it still. But at the time, there, there was like a contract with uh, University of Cambridge and they offered me a job, just like a temporary job, mm. until I found something else because they knew, you know, what I'd done, you know, mm. but I got on well with them. I said, look, we'll give you a job for a while. Mm. So I do that, and it's coming up to Christmas, and a job came up at Gray's Library. And how often do jobs come up in libraries? It is not very fucking often. Yeah. And it, this job came up, I went for the job, and I got it. And I think it might have been Jenny. I was just she, about to say. I yeah. I think she was probably, I can't remember, but she was probably in a, on the interview. And I remember it was the best fucking interview ever because I'd learned all the Jewish system, you know, like yeah. 100 to 200 is religion or whatever mm. it is. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. But I'd learned all of that. And part of the interview was putting the books alphabetically on like a trolley. Wow. And it was like, I was like in my fucking element. Yeah. So all these books and I'm like stacking up. I'm like fucking Tom Cruise yeah. at a bar or something, you know. <laughs> Cocktail. And, and I got the job. And yeah. it was for a senior library and information worker. Does Jenny listen to this? Yeah. She, oh, she, so she'll, mm. she'll know all this. She'll be <laughs> smiling now. So I got the job. And not only that, I was there for a while. And then I was seconded to be the manager at Corringham Library, which is 
Jenny's home yeah. hometown, you know, stomping yeah. ground. And I was there for best part of the year, and that was for bollocks because I could like the displays and things. Yeah. I was in charge now, yeah, yeah. and the kids were coming, and like they'd be talking or so. I'd come over to them, and they'd all be like, "Oh, we ain't done nothing. We ain't mm. done nothing." Oh, what are you on about? And yeah. I'm so used to this other manager, like just Having telling them off all the yeah, time. Yeah. Just do what you like, as long as you're yeah. not caused to touch yeah. troll, touch yeah. your eyes while there's people reading, have fun, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. enjoy the book. Smoke your joints out the back. Yeah, you know, share them out. And, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But it, it was for nuts, and I was in charge of a library. And, and when I went back to Gray's library to just be like kind of the normal, you know, and I'd say I had no control over the design, and it was like it really hard mm. and um i ended up going over to a council but but it was just However, really weird before you go on to that yeah there was a time when i did see you because you had one of the greatest jobs ever you drove the local library double decker yeah, bus yeah. didn't you i forgot what? all about it yeah <laughs> i was my i was a relief mobile library driver so when barry was off on holiday or whatever I would get the fucking behemoth out, and I, I had one—I think I had one dodgy lesson of how to reverse this thing because it is like it is fucking huge. Yeah, isn't it? I mean, it's, well, it's a library in a bus. Yeah, yeah. It's a, and you had to back into these old people's homes and stuff, and and I'm fitting windows in one of these old people's homes, and I'm up uh, a ladder, <laughs> and I'm like, eh, eh, and I thought. That's a library yeah, yeah. Like in a bus. I mean, I just looked, and you were sitting at like your kind of little makeshift counter in the back, just yeah. fucking oh, no, running the library bus. Yeah. Thanks for your age, Jay. <laughs> right. Oh, so no. how? So the, the Hobbit as. So yeah, the Hobbit. I just I read it and I quit my job. So maybe if you've got a decent job, don't read it just yet. Uh, if you're fed up with your job, you'll probably want to leave your job. Do you know so what? what? Why, I had that, why that I don't know, I just felt like, um, is it, I can't remember because I've watched the film since, it's, it's Bilbo. It's, it, yeah. that, that is Bilbo, it's not Frodo. Bilbo, it? yeah. yeah. So Bilbo, yeah. it's just like, it's just like the best kind of adventure and I never thought I would enjoy it. Mm. But like you get into it and it's like, it's just, it's just fantastic. Well, it's good, just such a good Yeah, adventure. a good book will suck you in and you will almost take the role of the main character in many ways, won't you? Yeah. And that, that does that and... It is like adversity because he's like this. He's a he's a hobbit. They're not exactly the most powerful things in the no. sort of like Middle Earth, are they? And that adventure, it is like any you, anything's possible. Like yeah. it can inspire you. I, weirdly, I quit my job after going to Glastonbury one year. I was like, I have to leave this. I have to go back into doing the things I want to do. Um, it can be anything that triggers that. Mm. And the fact that you read a book and you're like, what the fuck have I done? I've just given up a, a decent paid job because I know I'm ultimately not happy. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely careless and dangerous, Dennis. And this is terrible advice for any of our listeners. <laughs> so I read this book about this dude who had big feet and they were hairy. And uh, then I thought I'd quit my job. Yeah, yeah. But it is, it's a, it's a book. And that was the first sort of fantasy book I read. And, and, and actually full-size book I ever read on my own that I wanted to read. And I remember the Hobbit cover that I had. Again, it was a bit like your the, the forest of whatever it was there. Yeah. It was so... Fantastic! I'd look at that. I just look at a book cover for ages, and off I go. My brain would be into another little world. And you read those sort of books. There's some something special about them. No wonder they're as, as big as they have been. So yeah, yeah it's yeah. a it's a great shout, mate. On a side, have you ever read the Silmarillion? Have you ever bothered reading? No, the no. But I, I Silmarillion was, is I the was shit. Yeah. Gonna read that, but it looked. It, that's quite. 
It's thick, a bit, isn't it's it? a bit. Oh, it is. Yeah, it is quite thick. Yeah. See, because uh, I got the Lord of the Rings trilogy separate yeah. to that. Sure. Which I never read. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually like quite a shit reader. I've got un- hundreds of books, but I'm quite slow at reading. So mm. I have to really kind of knuckle down. But things like that, The Hobbit. Yeah. It's like sometimes it's like effortless. And yeah, you just you go through it, it didn't yeah, you? And yeah. Another one. Uh, Aldous Huxley, Brave New World. I think I read that in an afternoon because right. I was so engrossed in it yeah, yeah. I was on the dole at the time <laughs> <laughs> the dole years <laughs> I was on the dole got it in a charity shop and I just fucking steamed through it because I loved it mm. it's just like uh, and but other times it'll take me literally months but my other thing is I'll start six seven books at a time I'll okay. be reading and uh, and I have to dump them halfway through if they're not doing it for me I'll just dump them yeah. out because it's like there's better books to be read and but yeah, that that really kind of drew it. But yeah, Silmarillion. It's I looked at it a lot of times, and I just thought, oh, it's too big. A book. I tell you what, mate. The first hundred pages. So the Silmarillion, uh, Stu, is uh, Tolkien. It's effectively it's ba- it's all about Middle Earth and where the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings is. But it's his version of the Bible. It's about how that world started, and it's in, it's as well written as the Bible in terms of the stories in it and the archetypes and the fables. But it's all about Middle Earth, and it makes all the and stuff. It's all fiction. It's utter fit, yeah, exactly. Like the Bible, it's all fiction, and uh, it's 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 fantastic. And but it makes all the events in things like Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit look like just casual, fun weekend breaks because it's all much bigger things, much bigger events with much bigger bad guys and stuff like that. It's a proper read, but I tell you what, mate, first hundred pages, it's a grind. But then it starts to warm up, and you're like, oh my god, this is this yeah. is pretty good. If you if you like fantasy books then that is like for me that's the daddy of the ones I've read um, great shout on Hobbit you ever read that shoe? you ever got through any of those ones or not your I, cup of I tea I tried to read the too Hobbit too busy painting soldiers you fucking <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I tried uh, reading the Hobbit um, uh, for my English project I think right. at GCSE yeah. um, and I, I'm just not big on on fantasy yeah. um, to be honest and yeah, I mean the, the the kids all read Harry Potter books. My yeah. wife reads Harry Potter books, yeah. um, and 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 I like you know. For me, if I pick a book up, how would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days, you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. 
Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not reaching for, for fantasy. What, what are you picking up other than Escort? And Razzle. Razzle. <laughs> All three of us just said Razzle. That is impressive. Um, Did you find them in the woods? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Forest pond. Forest pond. <laughs> <laughs> the, the forest of pond. The forest of Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I generally, you know, I, I will pick up a, a, a biography of a, biography. Of a rock and roller. Like, um, oh, you know what? I've got. Uh, I wanted to recommend something to you because I know I remember you used to always read like uh, like say the Brian Wilson yeah, story and yeah. that, and I, I read that on the back of your recommendation. Yeah. It's a brilliant book. Yeah, and uh, I remember you read it. There's a really good um, book called Musical Truth by Mark Devlin, and it's all about like the the kind of part of the music business you don't see. And things like how some bands used to get witches into the studio right. to cast spells on the master tapes, stuff like that. Right, and how, right, right. how nowadays it's like, so, it was it R. Kelly or someone like that? He was caught with like a house full of women that he had like under some kind of fucking mind control. Well, and, well he's, and just, all, he's just been done for it again now. It's the was same it R. thing. Kelly? He's, uh, uh, um, R. Kelly now is he's up back up for all those charges right, again. Right, okay. Yeah. So it's all about like that side of the music yeah, industry yeah. you don't see and it's really really like in-depth and interesting there's some stuff like um there's uh, some bits that are a bit you know a bit too far or they're like a uh, speculation like sure people thinking that paul mccartney or there's several different paul, McCartney's, paul McCartney's, yeah. you know one oh, really? you know, but, yeah but like there's the um paul and fall so the fake one is fall and uh in 66 i think it was um they there's this story that Paul McCartney had an accident in his mini right, and died. And then there was a bit of a gap. And then they came back with Sergeant Pepper. And you've got Paul McCartney on the cover with his back turned. And looking... It does look quite different. But then they all look quite different, don't they? But there's like these Italian forensics people looking into the ear shapes and yeah. and it's like you know no way it's like it's a weird thing but it's he, a fun read though isn't it however, however you look at it yeah, you know yeah. we, we all like to like discuss this because yeah, yeah. it means conversations like this happen yeah, exactly. do you know what I mean it's mm. like believe it or don't believe it you know it, mm. it, it, it's, it's easy to get lost in a conspiracy yeah. you know I think if you remain quizzical and question yeah Great. Remain open-minded, but don't let your brain fall out. Exactly. Yeah, no. yeah keep Tim. What was the name of that book, mate? Uh, Musical Truth. Musical well, Mark Truth. Devlin. Mark Devlin. Yeah, and uh, it's not all all like that. He he's saying like you know, okay, this is a bit you know far-fetched, but these are just yeah. some ideas. But the other stuff in it is absolutely brilliant. Uh, you know, talking about um, say like Mariah Carey and. 
Britney Spears have these these people kind of have their breakdowns and they come back with blonde hair like and like M and M. It's like yeah. they go through their programming, <laughs> treatment or whatever, <laughs> get them back on board, yeah. and then they come back with a new career yeah. and a new haircut right. and this. Uh, and uh, what was the other one? Um, the one who had uh, some meltdowns on stage for a really big rapper who. Kanye West recently. Uh, yeah, 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 Kanye West, yeah, because yeah. he went into some kind of treatment, didn't he? Oh, is that where they're saying when he was on stage, he, he literally uh, malfunctioned on stage? Yeah, 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 yeah Snoop uh, Dogg recorded it, filmed it. And all it. his programming that's went it, wrong, yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, they had to go and um, wipe, the, wipe the slate and reprogram yeah. him. But there, and then things like Elton John, like who openly speaks about writing in witch language. Well, yeah, and he's really weird. into Alistair Crowley. I mean, there's definitely, there's yeah. definitely two Elton Johns. Because what? you reckon? Definitely. If you I've look, not even heard this. If one. you look at Elton John in like sort of from like sixty to maybe seventy eight, seventy nine, bald. His hair grew back in the eighties. <laughs> 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 I've seen him in the sacrifice video. <laughs> He's got a proper lid. I'll tell you. <laughs> I'll tell you what. My brain started running away with me. <laughs> I was like, there's got to be at least one star. Yeah, there's the bald one and the long hair. And their management and everyone who owned, owned parts of them was like, they can't die, it's too important. Yeah. How much do you reckon Elton John's wigs are going to go for when he dies? <laughs> Have a proper Elton syrup. Um, let's, well, let's go. We're on number one. Yeah. But shall we have a little talk about The Wandering Worm? Yeah. Before we do that? Yeah. Good shout. So, so this is your second book. Yeah. So instead of a satellite book... I thought, oh, fuck it, I can't draw satellites. And I've done really good planet drawings and everything. Yeah, and yeah. I thought, until I've nailed this one yeah. way or the other mm-hmm. with the flat earth and the, yeah, yeah. the satellite business, I can't put it out there knowing that there's a possibility. Dennis, um, I love how serious you are about your, you're going to get to the bottom of the flat earth I before am, yeah. you publish your children's <laughs> book. Because <laughs> you don't want to fucking mislead them. I love that, man. But so I thought, right, what the fuck am I going to do? And I don't, I don't know how... I, I honestly don't know how I got the idea or anything, but I was, it's like, what can I draw? And I wanted it to, I didn't want it to be like the, the greedy fish where there's a lot of detail. Like there's so many little things that I did. Yeah. Um, I wanted it to be more natural and, um, and the easiest thing I could think of to draw, I think was a worm. And it started off looking like a wooden spoon. And right, I, said yeah, to my, yeah, yeah. I said to Gemma, my wife, I said, what do you think of this? And she just said straight away, it looks like a wooden spoon. And yeah. it did. And and I was like, for fuck's sake, you never say anything good about what yeah. I do. But the thing is, she's such a good critic. Like, even yeah. when it's good, when it's good, she's like, oh, maybe you should do that. And I'm like, for fuck's sake, I've spent like yeah. six months on this. It's about to go to print. Yeah. And, but it's like, she's been really good as, as far as, you know, she's, pushed me that little bit yeah. further yeah. but it's you know made it made it um, better than it would have been otherwise that's right you need that you need people to be honest with you when you're doing anything creative Can it's, I, so, it's so I'll easy for, so easy for your mates when you're doing something creative for yeah, them to I'm, sort of like to, to avoid an argument just go yeah no that's great great mate yeah yeah and you just like, say yeah anything. it looks good and like a lot of sy- sycophantic people who will like blow smoke up go, so you've got to be careful if anyone does buy this book if you sat on the train just, uh, <laughs> just be careful how you hold, maybe fold yeah. the cover I'll tell you what, let me get a quick photo of that so I don't forget this. So basically, uh, Dennis, for, for you lot listening, you'll probably see this, this picture. This was not by design. But yeah, he's, he's now got his kid's book open on his lap and he's, as he's sat on a stool. But on the front of it, he's got the wandering worm and it's a little, little pink worm standing <laughs> to attention. 
And how then is holding that definitely looks like you've just got a boner. <laughs> oh, that's golden. So if there's a second edition, mm -hmm. I might change that a little bit, but maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it does. Uh, Thanks, mate. But yeah, I wanted to, because uh, I wanted to do it a lot simpler story as well. So like Chris is getting on right with it over there. Isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I just wanted it to be yeah. a quicker bedtime story because The Greedy Fish is it's quite a long book for a bedtime story and this is more about like going to sleep and the worm getting back into his hole so he can yeah. go to sleep and stuff so is is right, for amazing. for a younger audience yeah but, um, yeah and again you did all the illustration and the background artwork and well, that, everything mate. and sent it off to the printers and paid Fucking for it hell, and literally the whole and the so whole well done you two around schools now reading that to mm. to pupils and such yeah well it's it's not I mean, all I really do at the moment, because we're looking after the children in the school holidays, I might have one day off a year, which tends to be World Book Day. So I'll take that day off of my normal work, which is sat in an office, mm. and I will um, book out like four schools and go and go around the four schools on the day, which is is brilliant. And like kids ask questions about books, and I read the two books, and hopefully sell a few. You know, I do them half price or better than half price. So. So yeah, that's that's the the best out outlet for the book, and and it's fantastic. Just you know, the kids giving me a clap and <clears throat> all having a laugh and stuff, and they enjoy it. And um, yeah, yeah, it's great fun. Sometimes. And in, every time I do it, I think oh, I should have been a teacher, or maybe yeah. I could be a teacher still, because yeah. it's like I feel like I've I've got that in me. But um, I think you'd make a great teacher. Yeah, it's just it's kind of a scary thing, isn't it? Yeah. That, but I mean. I do. I keep driving past a sign on my way to work, and it's like something about teacher training in Essex. Mm. And I think about it, but then yeah. I think I've been messing. But the thing is, maybe the earth is flat. <laughs> Let's do some experiments, children. I'm going to be a science teacher. <laughs> I'm going to be very unpopular with the uh, current <laughs> curriculum. Um, mate, but there's wrong. so many different ways of, um, of 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 teaching kids and getting out there, and and the fact that. I think it's amazing that you can create a whole thing there, not only the art, but the story. And I think we're lucky that we've got that sort of techn technology and opportunity now that yeah, you can yeah. go, I'm a one-man publishing company here. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I can, write, I can write this, create it, draw it. It's completely D DIY. And, and, and do it, instead of watching EastEnders. Yeah. You yeah. Know, um, uh, I don't know about you, so do you use Macs at all? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So I found that going from using... Windows computers generally, mm. you know, so you can, you know, watch YouTube or mm. do whatever. Mm. But when it's probably about... Do whatever. Ten... <laughs> I.E. porn. Yeah. So it's probably about 10 years ago and I decided to get a Mac because someone yeah. at work sure. had one. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that looks really nice. Yeah. And it did seem a bit yeah, slicker. Yeah, and, yeah. and so I got, a, I got a MacBook and it was like, all of a sudden, everything that I actually wanted to do on a computer, it was happening. Mm -hmm. and it's very like it's very good for yeah. if you're creative yeah and, and so like say with garage band or whatever you just you know i've made quite a few songs i mean my shit but i've made quite a lot of songs on garage band where i could i just didn't find it so i still use windows computers but the Macs really are like for creative people. Dude, I they, completely they, agree, they, mate. Yeah. We, I bought my first laptop was something like a Dell, and that lasted literally a year. And then I was like, "Fuck it!" And one of our homies, seventy six, who's our audio producer, um, he uh, was running a Mac store, and um, 
basically I went in there, talked to him, and he hooked me up with a white MacBook at the time. And that that thing was just it just changed my world in terms in terms of technology and creativity. Mm. I started using Photoshop, like mm. you're saying. Um, it's just an unbelievable tool. Mm. It really is. There's a guy, Wiley, the grime artist. He, one of his songs is called Laptop, and it's dedicated to his MacBook. And he's just like, this thing has changed my life. It's yeah. part of my brain now. So I definitely think that um, it's just we're in a different world now with what we can create and. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. So, I mean, I've created those two books. Excuse me, because I've got a mouthful of truffle now. <laughs> I didn't realise that it wasn't going to go so quick. Sorry. So, t- I've made two books. Yep. Basically in Photoshop and music and and uh, lots of videos and stuff like that I've, I've made. But I, I don't think I would ever have done it without using a Mac. So, as much as no. I, I, I can't stand iPhones still, mm. you know, but... Yeah, they're good, but I just don't like them. But Apple computers, for anyone who's creative, I you know I can't praise them highly can't enough. Knock so. it, yeah. Let's get the number one. Oh shit! It's that time. Let's do it. Okay, number one is yeah. Rumpelstiltskin. Rumpelstiltskin. Nice. Shit. Now, this little elfish paedophile guy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this one, it says, this ladybird book belongs to Heidi and Lois. Right. Uh, now, I just love it because you know the story. Mm. Yeah? So it's like the, the girl's put in a tower and she has to keep making gold thread out yeah. of straw. Yeah. And Rumpelstiltskin comes and helps her and give, she gives him the jewellery. And then yeah. in the end, she's got no jewellery left. So she says she'll give him his first bone or her first bone. Mm-hmm. And um, pretty dark undertones, really. Yeah. I mean, um, but she's got one get out, and he says, "Well, you guess my name, and and you don't have to give me the baby." But my favourite bit in it now, there's probably different different variations on this. But um, can I read just the, yeah. the last bit because yeah. this is oh, my favourite bit ever for reading to my children, and yeah. it's just it busts me up every time. So. Um, when the little man arrived that night, the Queen pretended to think hard about his name. Is your name <laughs> Twinkletoes? she asked. No, said the little man. That is not my name. Is your name Shagrabanda then? Ha ha, no, that is not my name. Or are you called... Rumpelstiltskin! And at that, the little man stamped his foot in fury and vanished. And you know, he has never been seen again from that day to this. The end. Sweet kid. I just love doing Shagrabanda and Twinkletoes. <laughs> and my little girls, they just love those yeah, bits. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of something where I wasn't that keen to start with. Yeah. I weren't that. Bother, but when you kind of make a book your own, yeah, between you and your children, yeah, and that kind of that last bit, it's like all the way through. As soon as we start reading it, we're building up to that For point. That point, yeah. And there's one other bit in it where it says, and it says, "In the morning, my king was very pleased to meet the beautiful girl, but because we've got the greedy fish, and there's a bit where it says, so I always read it on this page, 
in the morning on my seabed and Heidi would say, no, read it properly because I'm changing it because I'm so used to reading that and I stick that in there anyway yeah. to see if she notices, if she's still, you know, alert. And yeah. she always gets me to read because quite often what I do is it'll be a Topsy and Tim book or something. Yeah. And it'd be something I might not be that keen on or don't agree. And I'll start changing the story. <laughs> she said, no, read it properly. And she like picks up on it. So, so she knows. So she, yeah, she knows. She's so familiar with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, firstly, the end of Rumpelstiltskin I like because she does play him and make him a bit stupid by acting like she doesn't know. Um, but as you were saying with reading, reading stories to your kids and that, like, so, so one of the ones I wanted to talk about was Famous Five. That was one in mine because... I've just got such a warm relationship with... Um, was it Enid Blyant? Who wrote yeah. those? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like, every night, my mum would tuck me into bed. I used to have this uh, globe of the world that had a light in it, and my room would light up turquoise. And uh, my mum... I don't know if she used to have another reading light that she used to read. I had a bunk bed. And I used to climb, go up into that bunk bed, and mum would start reading Enid Blyant. And just in her tones, I'd drift off to sleep every night and hear their stories and their adventures and that... What that sort of relationship you generate with your kids, it must be beautiful for you guys as gentlemen now to sort of be able to do that to your kids and for them to have that familiarity mm. that you have that inside way of telling it that soothes yeah. your children is a is a nice thing, man. It really is. It is, it is. Yeah. Rumple Stiltskin. That's a great name. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Twinkle Toes is good. I sometimes call any of my mates Twinkle Toes. Whenever I fancy. Don't call me that. Um <laughs> Okay. No, he shag. No worries, Shagrabanda. <laughs> Shagrabanda. <laughs> All right. Well, look. Um, you can find out um, more about Dennis's books, um, and you can yeah go onto Amazon and have a little look mm. and, uh, and leave some some nice nice comments. Yes, on the there. nice comments, not like the ones you leave on our bloody yeah yeah our cool listening page. <clears throat> um, go to uk. Then are you on social media with this? Uh, yeah, there's a Facebook page. Okay. Yeah, so I put some of the school visits and stuff on there sometimes. Not okay. pictures of kids, obviously. Just <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, well, we'll, um, we'll, we'll we'll tag that in when we put this out. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and mate, thank you very much for coming over. Yeah, you know, I thoroughly enjoy it. And uh, cool. And I was really like, you know, as you know, I was really nervous to start mm. with, but I, I've really enjoyed it. So maybe, yeah, if you ever get um, in a need for a new guest. If you ever stuck, yeah. give us a shout. I'd love to. Yeah, man. Our get pleasure. A cab over next time. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can have a beer. Yeah, cab yeah, yeah, yeah. If we do tinfoil twats, mate, I'll give you a shout. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah cheers. Thanks so much, Dad. Oh, I appreciate it. Lovely cheers, stuff. Dave. Cheers, Thank mate. You. Well, there you have it. That was Hardcore Listing with Chris Stew and Dennis Thompson. That was a lovely chat. Thank you, Dennis, for coming on. Um, interesting guy. Nice story. Well, nice two stories and his story as well. There you go. Um, if you want to hear some more stuff, if, if your weekly free podcast isn't enough, we have a Patreon site, which we'd like to tell you about briefly. Chris, why don't you tell them? Look, we do it for free. This is always going to be for free, but we kind of want to edge towards doing this full time, and we're getting there. We're nearly at our second goal now of $1,000 a month, which means we can also pay out, out the other people who support us doing this. But with your support, with the amount of people who listen to this, we could actually do this full-time. We could raise the quality of the show um, and it would give us more time to do crazy adventures when as well with it. When you say raise the quality of the show, do you mean like, like sort of sonically? Because like in regards to professionally, yeah, I can't see that happening. 
sonically, I mean, we've even got pop filters now. We have. I'm looking at one right now. But um, it's, yeah, even professionally. I don't know what we're going to do with the money. Probably pick up co- healthy cocaine habits Definitely. and um, ruin our social lives. So Absolutely. get over to hardcorelisting.com, uh, patreon.com forward slash hardcore listing and go and see what benefits you can get even if it's a dollar a month just to say thanks for our free one or ten dollars a month is the next one where you get four podcasts a month extra that's dollars so if you convert that into pounds that's literally probably less than two pound a week yeah and it's a box of 20 fags yeah and you get these two idiots exactly and if you like listening to us talking rubbish then you know you get another Hours worth of podcasting, loads of other little bits and bobs on there, and it's it's quite a nice little gang over there. Um, everybody that's over there chats to each other, don't they? Yeah. And we, it's, it's it's like a Patreon's got its own sort of social media type feed and posts. Yeah, and, where they're and, just rotten about us predominantly, yeah, and you can just you know everyone chats on there. Um, we also um, put unique little videos up on there. It's also got the live thing that they've got on Instagram, so we can do little live videos on there, which we've. Big fans of doing, and yeah, you, you go if you go over there and have a look because first and foremost, there's a, a ridiculous video of us where we explain it all to you, and you can go and watch that. And Scroob's in it, um, Gal Porter's in it, yeah, um, seventy six, and that's Brad's a good in laugh. it. Laugh, and, and that's really an example of where we want to go with it when yeah. we've got the time to produce more video content. Yeah, that's what we're aspiring to. Um, so go and have a look at it, and um, yeah, and we'll see you next time. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.